What's up, everyone? This one may be more for the ladies, but fellas, listen closely because you might need it for emergency situations. Definitely. So today we're going to dig into a super deep topic and we probably can't dig real deep. We'll have to just kind of touch on the points that will be important for you guys to check over. So we figured we'd do a checklist to optimize hormones. Definitely a topic that you could just really dig into for hours. And I'm sure many of you under doctor's care for a lot of things, we are not doctors. We are just going to touch on that this. That disclaimer. Yeah. Just going to touch on this from like a nutrition coach standpoint with some of the things we see and some of the things you can look for uh, commonly to understand more about your hormones, how to optimize them and things like that. This is stuff uh, that we work with with clients too on a deeper level deep but we'll go deep enough to give you the gist of what what it really is yes so the thing to know the very biggest pillar we'll say of this topic would be that adherence to your eating is the hugest piece you really can't determine if you have something deeper going on until or you know you really can't like rule out the fact that most people can lose weight if they adhere tightly and most people have trouble adhering to their macros or their nutrition plan consistently across all seven days, being extremely honest to themselves with like no overages here, there, everywhere. So the most, the biggest key point to this is adherence and making sure that you are adhering to every single thing that goes in your mouth. Yes. <laughs> seven days a week for how long do you think, Tyler? So, well, first to, to kind of understand like the foundation of it, like if first off we want to say that some people might think they're broken just right out of the gate and not everyone is broken. There's a lot of people that actually hormonally aren't broken. Uh, actually, only like with hypothyroidism and stuff like that, only I think about 2 or 3% of the population actually has it, where a much bigger percent people of people actually think they have it. Yeah. And so, or like they think that they're not making progress because of hormones or that they're, they're incapable of doing certain things. So they're convinced that they are broken. Yeah. So we're breaking down the, the pillars of the order, order of importance of things you can do on the deeper level from the, the core of it, of what makes the biggest difference initially before you can even go into like, hormonal uh, supplementation or, or blood yeah. work or these are things you want to do first because it's so important because that's the foundation of it like you're talking about adherence if you're not adhering you're causing a lot of stress and discomfort and gi issues and we'll talk about that here in a sec but you're causing a lot of that it's not because your hormones are jacked they could be jacked because of all the stuff you're doing yeah or across the years yeah. or yeah so you have to be aware of yes. what's going on and again realistic we talked about this many episodes ago <laughs> and many times throughout but yes adherence so is the key is the key that's the number one thing that's like the biggest foundation of it of truly tracking you know being diligent for a good two to four weeks yeah at least at least know? yeah because for some people it is going to be especially for women because hormones naturally fluctuate if you're just relying on a scale even within a month, if you're adhering very tightly, your body may not let go a ton within that time. It's very real- realistic to think that the scale is going to fluctuate, bounce around. You're just really looking for trends of things that show you like, okay, you're headed in the right direction. But like Tyler said, two to four weeks of really tight adherence. If you have this hunch that you may have something deeper going on would be the first thing I would personally do to yes. roll out like 
is there something yeah. wrong with me? Am I experiencing Absolutely. something like off or is this, I just need to buckle down, get tight with it and kind of observe Absolutely. some trends. Cause out of how many clients that come to us, people that come to us and say that they, they are convinced they're, there's something wrong and without even knowing diagnose what like from a doctor standpoint yes they're convinced that this is what's going on um even if they are diagnosed from a doctor and they're being medically like thyroid meds thyroid meds like Mm -hmm. they're still in good ranges they still feel that there's something wrong yeah um even though everything is coming up clear how many times would you say that just by adhering they actually make progress and they can see that they're actually um everything's functioning everything's functioning and fine Literally like nine out of 10, yeah, at least, if not 9.5 or 9.999 out of 10. Even some people who do have some hormonal stuff going mm-hmm. on, just the first couple of weeks, they still make progress no For matter sure. what. Like it's that initial um, start of the diet and just get to that point where now we can dig deeper because now you might be stalling. I completely agree. And sometimes it's just, with the, even with those people, it may be the perspective of a coach putting what is a realistic expectation for weight loss in their brain. We're like, I think many people kick off a diet and they're expecting to see, you know, maybe they lose like three or four pounds in the first week. And then they're thinking, oh, well, it's not happening. You know, it's not continuing with that progress when really that shouldn't even be the lens that you're like looking at your progress through. So having a coach say, no, this is realistic. Like on average, you are trending down. You are seeing changes, things like that. So just reframing it and with a coach and an outside eye to look at it might convince people like, okay, I'm not broken. Like I am moving forward when they think, oh, this is chaotic. I can't do this. And they just decide I'm broken. Big picture. Yeah. Be objective. Be <laughs> yes. honest. Be real. Um, so this the second thing we, we uh, want to talk about and touch on is how stressed your body is, which a lot of stress on your body uh, like cortisol and things like that can cause a lot of inflammation and if you are inflamed digestively you are screwed yeah essentially like if you can't absorb and um, use the nutrients in the food that you're actually eating you're you're not going to function properly you're not going to be as in homeostasis as you should be because if you can't digest stuff you that's like the the root of the how basic. you make progress yeah the basic um, yeah. stuff so like even if you have like sensitivity food sensitivities uh, like truly real food sensitivities like we do that with clients they have severe sensitivities to certain foods and just taking those out they make some significant progress right away and a lot of times it is the foods that they're super Always, commonly yeah. eating <laughs> yeah so exactly. it's like a real shocker when they we have them dig deeper do tests or eliminate things and they're like wow I had no idea yeah it's even if well. they might feel you know bloated or crummy when they eat it. It's still, you can't pinpoint the exact thing because if you're eating several different things, you don't know if it happened digestively from earlier in the day or immediate. It doesn't always happen immediately either. It's very true. The thing to note too, especially for women, is that your body really like tries to compensate for any stress it's under or changes it's going through by like inflammation or swelling or retaining water essentially so women are naturally going to have stress on their body in that we go through hormonal fluctuations monthly whether it's our choice or not so we have inflammation period so if you couple that with like tyler said digestion digestive issues going on it's kind of a double whammy in a way that you're not really comprehending where that can cause a scale to really 
swing heavily. If your digestion is slowed, it's also making the process of your body adapting to whatever hormonal changes are going on slower because a lot of our hormones are processed through the liver and through the digestive processes that are already being slowed by things you're eating that are causing you to be more inflamed. So it's like a backup so, of... <laughs> so then your body adapts and does other things to compensate. So some of this can be even created and caused by things you're doing. For sure. Like in your daily life, like lack of sleep. Yes, Or huge. killing yourself to the ground with training all the time and you're you know, stress-inducing stuff or your daily yes. life is stressed. And this could be self-induced and maybe a little bit. Yeah, no, definitely. I think exactly the checklist of that's what I would do. If I was seeing something I didn't expect in terms of my progress, I would for sure be looking at like, obviously women are pretty attuned to like, what part of my cycle am I in? There's different things you can do to either note that there's apps you can use to kind of get accustomed to like the trends you're seeing and to track it and understand like when you're ovulating when your period's coming and how those things do affect you. That's something I would do yeah. sleep wise. Like one, one crazy story. Um, I tell people I had a client that I worked with for several years, female competitor uh, would get lean. Uh, you know, it was never really rough for her to get lean. It was always kind of smooth and she did really well with it. And one year we worked together and it was really hard for her to get past a certain point. And um, I started digging deeper and I come to find out that um, apparently like flight paths changed and so she was having planes fly over her house and she'd hear them, she couldn't sleep at all and she tried everything and she could only sleep in her bed. And like, go sleep somewhere else, go like to a friend's, go somewhere just to see if that's it. And she would halt for a, like a, a couple months where I'm like, this is just mind blowing. And when I found that out, um, I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. If you can't sleep, this is gonna be an issue. She ended up selling her house and moving somewhere else. She tried getting petitions and city planning and trying to get it changed and went to the airport and tried doing all kinds of stuff. They wouldn't budge. She did everything she could. And so she sold her house, moved, and went to a different house. Literally that first week, she dropped like five pounds. Just like reducing her stress when she started sleeping normal. Because she would not get any like a good night's sleep for a very long time. It's crazy. And that's the other thing to note about sleep. People usually key in on like the quantity of sleep. And obviously that's a big piece, setting aside a routine where you're getting that that quantity of sleep. But it's really quality Quality, of sleep that plays an even bigger role. And everybody has different like circadian rhythms and things like that where you may not be getting through all those cycles and that stresses our bodies out. (laughs) And the thing is, is you don't really know exactly what might be stressful. So the idea is just to keep a really solid sleep routine. You can even get apps. You know, Tyler's worn one. I've worn I track, one. I track my sleep. I'm yeah. weird with it. I think I have like 1,200 nights of tracking my sleep. Amazing. What app do you use? Sleep Cycle. And I've used the Whoop app before and use it with clients too. And it's really it's helpful. Re- Those are things you can dig into using an app to understand like, are you getting quality sleep? What does that look like? And that would be another thing to check off the list of like, are you optimizing totally. things? And yes. circadian rhythm, I could am self-induced where I mess up my circadian rhythm <laughs> kind of on purpose. But when I do that, I get jacked up. Like you get like all my, weird cognitive. Yes, right I can tell my cortisol is higher. I change composition-wise, physique, my body changes. It's and it's crazy, crazy how I've seen it just shift quite a bit from going getting to that point and then getting more sleep and going back to where it was, but now it's not going back as easy as it used to be. Mm-hmm. And I do it probably more often than I should, and it's 
stupid. And that can change hunger cues. Too. That can change hunger. And some yes. it makes people like pretty overly hungry or just whatever. It can really like mess you up. When Absolutely. You do that. So I guess another just quick point is to know that like your body doesn't different. People think of stress as like being work related or, you know, I'm really stressed out because of this thing. But our body knows one thing in that it's cumulative from all sources. So you might not even be perceiving that you're under a stress that you are and the rest of it's all cumulative. So you might be, you know, stressed out at work and going hard and you might be getting less sleep. And then you also might not be making progress. So you think, man, I need to hit it hard in the gym. So people tend to start piling on more and more and women unfortunately like don't mean to pick on us yeah and we'll we'll tend to want to do more and even like go harder things like hit and uh, orange theory and boot camps and things like that can only make all these other things compound into this sandwich of just stress that our body is like holy moly it can't even begin to sort through things so it is really important to look at training Um, and I guess other things you could do would be what, like from a more strength standpoint, like it could be really stressful to be doing what, like powerlifting or higher intensity workouts. Tons of hit, hit stuff, like lifting, working out seven days a week, uh, twice a day, like getting neurotic about it. What about like, though, I was thinking like when you'd be on powerlifting, real heavy, like intense, you know? So yeah, like really uh, even lower volume, but higher intensity, I'm sure. When the volume gets up a little bit with over time. Um, but when you're at one point I was doing six to sometimes seven days a week of squatting four times a week, benching three or four times a week and deadlifting three days that took a beating on my body. And um, I was doing checking my HRV and my HRV like numbers were telling me like you need to pull back. Yeah, that's crazy. <clears throat> and that I don't think we've touched. I don't think we talked about the whoop app, but the whoop app measures heart rate variability, which is what it's really fascinating said, HRV and that they've determined kind of recently ish that it's a really good predictor of stress on the body period from all sources. So having an app that kind totally. of helps you understand HRV um, can be a really helpful tool. And also the cool thing about it is it makes it very visual, which a lot of humans, we are visual where we need to see that representation of like, well, I thought I was doing a good job. And you're understanding through your app that you're like, dang, I'm like 40% recovered. Like yeah. this isn't great. I shouldn't be pushing It takes harder. a while to get recovered. For like sure. once you started telling me more about it, yeah. I tried it myself with another app just to test it out. I think That's it's right. well, Tori, where, um, I tested it where when I wasn't sleeping versus when I was getting good sleep and it was on point with like how, pre- felt how, how I felt and like saying how high my stress was and and it would tell me like specifically this app would say you have brain fog you can't think today cognitively <laughs> like, yes, you're not, you need to rest and I was like this is so on point it's not like a horoscope where you just <laughs> right. convince but it literally before I take the test or do the 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 test hrv test i'm like i cannot think well and it just would tell me on point everything it's pretty crazy crazy. and the key with all that again is to realize it leads to inflammation which then compounds again with digestion your body processing hormones things like that so all of this is like so key looking at each point and thinking like what can i do to optimize this better before you decide I'm broken or yeah exactly <laughs> sometimes hormones can shift quickly depending on what it is at yeah. even as quickly as a couple of days like with lack of sleep mm-hmm. um but some things can take you know you know take a little bit longer for things to shift but if it's continuous uh, continuously happening then you definitely need to 
change your lifestyle. Absolutely. So there's other parts of the female cycle that are interesting. I guess the thing to know is that all females, you know, obviously, unless you're like postmenopausal, menopausal, things like that should be having a period that is somewhat regular. Um, and the fact that there are many women that have very irregular periods means usually there's something off, you know, something is going wrong. We should have a pretty predictable cycle and that's what our body wants to do. So a lot, if that's off, that's obviously something to be digger, digging deeper into with your doctor or just like, you know, tracking it to understand the patterns and trends things like that. Obviously all women know, like lots of things come with hormonal fluctuations during the month. Um, acne sometimes like disruption in digestion, things like that, the scale swinging. And those are all just things that hormones cause. And there actually are things that, um, we do and I do with my clients to like support a healthy cycle and to help people understand what that should feel like. Um, and also to optimize it so that optimize your nutrition to it so that you're understanding like, yeah, the scale probably is going to stall at these points of the month, but it doesn't mean fat loss isn't occurring. It's important not to equate that inflammation on the scale with the thought that you need to push harder or dig deeper because a lot of that is inflammation because your hormones are fluctuating and typically estrogen and progesterone are the things that kind of go in a wave throughout our cycle um, during the month and it can make you feel crazy. We all know that can make you have cravings. You guys have like two good weeks out of the month. That's how I feel. Where it's yeah. like if you're truly, if you're not on birth control and you're yeah. getting the actual. And audition. that can be the cool thing about a coach too, is it's like, you can optimize things to understand, like, let's hit it. Let's hit the gas like right here. Cause you're going to be feeling good, not have as many cravings, things like that. But bottom line is your it's understanding your cycle should be pretty regular. So if you're experiencing something outside of that, obviously something could be off. And sometimes women with an extensive history of dieting or obviously those that have been really lean and for a competition or whatever it is might experience some change to that. But just know that it should be pretty regular. So you should dig into it if it's something where you're not. And a lot of times what happens when people think, oh, my cycle's not regular, I should go to the doctor. What the doctor does as kind of a catch-all, if women have cramps or, you know, side effects they're experiencing that are unpleasant or an irregular cycle, instead of digging deeper to the root of all these stresses and things that could be playing into hormones that are creating the irregular cycle, they typically just throw people on birth control, which is literally like many other coaches out there have said it, but like in some ways it is like chemical castration. It basically stops you from having a cycle and from ovulating and having a period, which is essential it, to... It really jacks women up. It can be it, really tough. I, yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of poor women that change their birth control too, and mm-hmm. it just, it's really hard to... It's extremely they tough. A, they struggle with it. Because our bodies and even our minds, we hinge on needing the balance of the hormones in our body, especially like as women, progesterone and estrogen should be in a wave and as and correlated to each other. And so when those things get off because you're affecting them with chemical synthetic, you know, things, obviously it can create patterns and things in your mind and in your body that are different than what your body is wanting to do. Or, you know, it's basically putting synthetic hormones in you and causing you to stop experiencing that natural wave of things that we would. So like raises estrogen quite a bit yep. and lowers progesterone. Yeah, it, and it basically, yeah, because it, it stops the entire 
uh, ovulation part of the cycle, which is obviously like how the way a human knows it's healthy. If a mature female is ovulating, it means they can have a baby and they're healthy to do so. So when you kind of take that out of the equation, it literally is, like I said, like castration in essence, and it changes a ton of things. And it can make it difficult for women to see fitness results sometimes um, to get leaner because our natural balance of everything is like thrown off. So they become really estrogen dominant and then that's just more stress and more inflammation. Absolutely. And you can't, um, and also high estrogen or high progesterone is more calming. Yeah. Too. And um, it helps. It can, they, we need all the hormones. Even women need testosterone, estrogen, progesterone in the correct ratios to get lean your leanest we need them all to be balanced so it's not like estrogen's bad or anything like that we need it we need it there and in place in the correct amount as correlated to the other sex hormones but when it gets overly dominant a lot of things start happening that can make it very tough to get lean and um that is (laughs) even like on like if you get lab work done like a lot of doctors will just prescribe you know the the basic panels and then see the ranges as the results and then they think oh you're good yep but there's actually a lot of hidden things that a lot of doctors don't know where it can show signs of being estrogen dominant and that's not good where in fact they think that it's they're okay yeah um like your estradiol when it's you know a super high range and progesterone is down um it can show your estrogen dominant and then cortisol too can play a role Yes. Um, in that as well. And- cortisol actually, so when you have all that stress from other things and cortisol is up, it can rob from progesterone and the process by which normal healthy levels of progesterone are created. So once your progesterone gets down so low and your estrogen is high, it makes it very difficult for women to get lean. And sometimes, and it's not to vilify like birth control, but obviously that can throw those things out of whack. And so I think it's worth it can it can vilify birth control. I'll just <clears throat> to some degree. I know not, some women not about need it. it. Like, no, yeah, but there, I would think twice if before like when a doctor when you go to the doctor and you're having issues with your cycle. Like in my opinion, from a more holistic view, I would much rather like help somebody dig deeper to understand are there other things we can optimize to help this because even myself, I've been, by doing simple things, um, I am, my cycle is very regular, not to go into too much gory detail, but basically you can optimize things by cycling oils and supporting other hormones through natural supplements where you're not having a lot of those side effects that people have. Um, And then you can avoid being on something synthetic and thinking, well, this is my solution. I get really bad cramps. My period's irregular. Well, that's it. I guess that's the doctor just, said do it. That's the way it is, yeah. Yeah, and so you take the pill. And obviously, there's other benefits with taking it. But I would personally, from a fitness standpoint, like think twice before a doctor, before going on birth control. So like if you tough. did like the thir- the first few things we talked about with stress and mm-hmm. de-stress your body quite a bit um, with a lot of things we talked about. And sometimes that can even help oh, yeah. quite a bit with just getting Huge. more regular. Yep. Like a lot. Like I have a client that um, just recently found out that her test was really low and Mm -hmm. she's been estrogen um, dominant too. And so she gets hot, you know, or night sweats and she doesn't sleep very good for like the last two or three years. That's been happening to her where period is actually wacky. Yeah. And she got off uh, birth control three years ago and that's when it all started too. Yep. And so now we're in the process of trying to get it regular again untangle it untangle it and 
yeah, that's completely true where it's like there are lots of side effects and symptoms and things like even acne and, you know, like Tyler said, hot flashes, things like that can all be minimized through optimizing the other things we spoke about on the list and maybe even supporting your cycle through correct eating. That's another thing women have going against them is we're constantly trying to diet and be lean and not going through you know so if you're fighting through all this inflammation you're yeah. like trying to go harder yep it's really not always the solution nope the constant dieting makes it a million times yes. worse yes and aside from that on a male note i know there are other besides birth control there are other um medicines like doctor prescribed or whatever that can impact hormones so. yeah you you can look into like even just as simple as like antidepressants sometimes can you know shift things to where it's you don't feel yourself and you're maybe feel like you have low test symptoms and you realize you can go to the doctor and see you have low T and then you realize, Hey, this is actually a side effect from, you know, what I'm already taking. Meds that you're taking. Yeah. So I've had clients do that or tell me that, and that's the success of it where they, their tests actually jumped up just naturally from stopping certain things. Yeah. I mean, obviously if you need certain meds to like live yeah. and stuff like that. And, um, being lean isn't everything. Being lean <laughs> so. isn't everything for sure. And, uh, not to brag about guys, but we're a little bit more fortunate where we can get away with a, a few more things. Yeah. But if your if your test is low, this happened to me where my test was low after a show of six months out or after a show post show, and it wasn't common for me not to get my test back. It was low. I was in the doctor's office, and he's like, "I can do a shot right now." You want? It? I'm like, "No, I'm gonna wait." Yeah, like something else and is going on. I'm glad I waited because I just needed more time and more rest, and then it came back recovered i think we've dug into all those obviously i think the point is if you feel there is something wrong medically like obviously go to your doctor there are other um hormones thyroid and other aspects of our bodies that can impact weight loss so dig in deeper to you know get blood work understand that there is more blood work that can be done aside from what doctors typically like and doctors commonly don't yeah they don't prescribe what you really need yeah they'll typically test thyroid you know just tsh yeah and so there's an even bigger there are many more pieces to the thyroid puzzle even than just that so it's important to dig deeper find a coach that can help you do that if you need help Go to the doctor if you're experiencing something where you're like, this isn't normal. But adherence can absolutely the come first. <laughs> bottom line, being self-aware, that's the number one thing to help. Yes. Don't um, just assume you're broken. Check off all the points on the yes. list and then decide rationally like what you can do to improve your results and optimize things. Exactly. If you guys ever have questions or anything, uh, we do do coaching with that. With females, uh, also with males too, where we help with assessing and giving, you know, suggestions and protocols to, you know, help them optimize that. Nothing illegal or anything like that. I just want to be clear. It's all natural stuff where it's not even... All herbal based, you know, products. And there are many things that can naturally support those levels, potentially back to like more healthy range where you can make progress and feel better exactly. most of all and some people unfortunately have to you know get under a doctor's care where they have to get you know creams and stuff like that and for sure i've seen women have really good success with that where yeah quality of need, life yeah, like if you need it for like, sure you got to do it absolutely but there are things that you can dig deeper on instead of just giving up and saying well then there's no hope for me or I'm just getting older. That's just the way it is. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. Meta- metabolically, I'm just not good because I'm older and 
it's just not possible or i had you know kids and stuff like that we hear a lot of this for sure the limiting stuff. beliefs yes. of like it doesn't mean that you're like there's no it's a lost cause you can absolutely work through many of the the issues that go on um, metabolically that are tied to hormones and stuff like that so we know you can get there yes you definitely absolutely (laughs) so that's it for today's episode we appreciate you guys again if you have questions or if you're interested in uh, coaching just reach out to us at info at flexibledieting.com and we will talk to you guys later see ya